Like automobiles, Tantra has many different models. White Lotus Tantra, Red Tantra, also known as Black Tantra. What the fuckery is White Lotus Tantra? And why is there a massage for it? Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadege August, your host. If this is your first time with us, welcome, and here's what you can expect. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about, a series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truth, or concepts we struggle with understanding, the very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss, The things that make us go, WTF is that. Now, our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts are in it, living their truths, whether we accept them or not. And if in that process, we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, then thank you for being curious, open and willing. In that vein today, my guest is David Joyner. Now, David has been a Tantra massage specialist since 2005. This is after his divorce in 2004. So I'm guessing good things do come out of severing ties that bind? I'm finding out. We'll find out together. He's also a licensed massage therapist. Hails from Decatur, Illinois, or Illinois, depending on where you're from. David may be my most provocative conversation partner slash guest to date. Why, you may ask? Because he is the original, drumroll please, the original body of Barney. Yep, 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 yep. Indeed. He is the body the actor who was inside of our beloved purple dinosaur, Barney, from 1991 to 2001. He then moved on to train other Barneys uh, for other countries around the world and eventually made appearances. But this is not about Barney. As of today, David is out of his costume and is a television actor here in Hollywood or Hollyweird. Uh, he's a motivational speaker, a Reiki practitioner, Kikong, uh, a spiritual energy healer, and the list goes on and on. Lots of fuckeries to explore, but we are going to focus on the salacious, tantalizing, intriguing fuckery that is Tantra Massage. <laughs> David is cracking up. <laughs> Do you love me? That's beautiful. Do you love me? I love you. Ah! I love you in a universal way. I better be in a universal way. It, I guess I'm trying to get you to go Barney's I love you, but we're not doing Barney. No. We're doing David right now. Yeah. But Dave. I do love you and you love me. There and you go. We're a happy family yeah. <laughs> because we come from all one source energy. We are. And speaking of one source... What the fuckery is, let's start with White Lotus Tantra and the difference between that and that red-black Tantra we discussed. Absolutely. 
First of all, let me just explain a little bit about Tantra, okay? Uh, Tantra has been around for over 5,000 years, and some places it dates back even further. Um, mainstream Tantra, what we know about, basically came from the roots of India. But Tantra also dates back to the ancient Egyptian time, where they also practiced Tantra. And a lot of the things that comes to me a lot of visuals that come to me are practices from ancient tantric practices, the authentic ancient tantric practices, understanding that your spiritual energy. And here's the difference between White Lotus Tantra and Red Tantra. Red Tantra deals more with a connection with someone else on a sexual level, elevating their sexual energy and allowing that energy to rise, allowing them to be coming closer together in that essence as that energy connects with each other, weaves and bonds with that energy, elevating an expansion of orgasms, enlightenment, visions, and clarity. And this is the red tantra. Red tantra. Now, white tantra, you understand the spiritual aspect of energy. You also understand that we are source and we are directly connected to source and we are sourced through sexual energy. We were created through sexual energy. That makes sense. We are born through sexual energy. And then we also understand that goddess energy that gives us life as human beings is the most sacred and pure energy in the universe. So you always understand that as a goddess, whether you are a goddess or male, understanding the awareness of a goddess, your sexual energy is the greatest energy in the cosmic universe because without your energy, we would not exist. I find it interesting that you use the term goddess energy. It is flattering, but by goddess, do you mean Anyone in a female form, anyone uh, who's able to birth, give Absolutely. birth. And even if you aren't physically able to give birth, you have the anatomy. You have been, been given that ability and responsibility to give birth and therefore extend life. So in White Lotus Tantra, we understand that the energy that sits at the root chakra our kundalini energy at the base of the spine, when that energy starts rising in your system, your own system, and it connects with your sexual energy, you want that energy now to travel up this perfect gateway of alignment through all the chakra wheels going and extending up into the crown chakra, which is your spiritual enlightening chakra, and then offering that energy up to God. So therefore, you are saying, I honor the energy that you've given me, allowing the sexual energy to rise in me in a, in a very spiritual way, elevating that energy up, offering it up to God. And then as it flows through, you allow that energy now to incorporate with the magnetic fields, the electromagnetic energy of Mother Earth. So when you understand the principles of the spiritual energy, the energies of the earth, which we navigate on this physical plane, you now incorporate this energy inside. So it becomes like this recirculating energy of abundance. Now, the foundation of Tantra is love. Everything grows, heals, and stems from love. So as you're incorporating this energy coming up, flowing out, going down, coming up,
You're now allowing this charging energy inside you to be recirculating energy of love. So it's almost like recharging a battery. So instead of recharging a battery with for electricity, you're charging your battery of love. Now, the universal energy that God gives us is love. So as you're charging this energy inside you, this abundance of tantric energy is always flowing out. Got it. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I do. Because as you, you're describing it in such a way that that is visual and therefore I I can see it. It's like the circle of life. It's like a circulating, I don't know the word for it, but it's like this oval. I see it up and down and up and down. But I've, it's interesting that it seems like you start at the root chakra. It starts below mm -hmm. and it goes, it's, it finds its way up, right? Mm -hmm. As it is above, so is below. It feels more like it's a perhaps um, a meditation or, for, or guided meditation, for lack of a better word, because you took me on a journey. And I felt like there was this visualization that was happening and I felt guided through it. Mm -hmm. Now, this when does this massage come in? Well, a long story short, when I was going to school for electronic engineering technology, I was also dating a young lady who was going to school for psychology and she was majoring in female trauma victims. And I decided to also become a licensed massage therapist because I always loved giving massages, even as a young kid. And my grandmother told me when I was a kid that I had a gift of healing and to always nurture that gift. And there was a lot of psychic energy in my family on my father's side, Native American Indian, and that whole lineages of, of knowing the properties of Mother Earth and guiding us to our whole spiritual awareness. And of course, growing up in a Christian foundation gave me that foundation, that root to now allow this tree to continue to blossom, right? So as I was going to school for massage therapy, we were about to have a major exam. Right. And a lot of times growing up giving massages, if I'm sometimes just massaging the earlobe or the eyebrows, it can cause arousing energy, which I didn't know about. But I always try to play with it and say, OK, let's see if I massage her chin. She's going to become aroused. So when I started going to school for massage therapy and understanding what my grandmother had told me, then I incorporated, OK, I want to heal. When I touch, I want to have this meditation that I'm going to heal you. So even if I'm touching your finger and the knuckle of your finger, I want that energy now to resonate all through your system. So wherever that injury may be or that blocked energy may be, I want that energy now to flow within you. Still not knowing exactly what I was doing, but that's what I felt, right? So one night... I decided I'm going to give my girlfriend this really mind-blowing massage because we're about to have this exam. And at the same time, in electronic school, we're studying energy and the property of energy when it comes to electrical components, when it comes to grounding rods to the earth, understanding that magnetic fields of the earth, and just understanding the energy principles, right? And I always say everything happens for a very particular time. There are no such thing as accidents. So when I decided to give her this massage, I also was trying to focus on what it is that I wanted to be different about me giving massages. Because one of the things our instructor wanted us to understand is you want your clients to come in for you, specifically for you, not to pay you, but to know that they're receiving something that they can't receive from any other massage therapist. So you got to find out something about yourself that's going to make you different and set you apart from everyone else. Well, of course, my thing was healing. Then, of course, going back to when I was a teenager, it was always like, okay, 
they become aroused. So the night I was giving her this massage, I was so focused and meditating so hard. I started at her left feet, her left foot. And the other thing too, they taught us the authentic way to massage. You massage the extremities first to allow energy to flow out as an escape route. And our body has a negative to positive polarity. We pull in energy from the left, we radiate the energy from the right. So you always want to start with the left when you're massaging someone to allow that now to open up so they can pull the energy in, that loving divine energy, and then radiate the energy out. Any emotionally blocked energy, it goes out. To the right side. To the right side. So you're pulling in the loving energy and you push any other energy out with love. So all that now in play. I started massaging her foot. I got to her Achilles. She started becoming aroused. This is still the left side? Left side. Okay. So then I'm thinking, okay, let's see how aroused you can become. Then she started having orgasms by the time I got to the area behind the knee. And then I said, okay, let's see how many you can have. So then after the massage. This is all from your touch. Exactly. And meditation. And still not knowing exactly what I'm doing, right? Not putting a label on it, so to speak. I'm just going by the feel of it. Now, at that point, had you been practicing any other stuff like Reiki, Qigong, Qigong? No, anything? I hadn't started okay. that at all. This was, how old were you at that point? 19. Now, oh, my goodness, 19. Yeah. Okay. And so at the end of the massage, we started talking about the energy flow. And so she had asked me if I had been reading her tantric books. And I said, Tantra, what the heck is Tantra? And so we went and got one of her books and started thumbing through it. And we went to the section on Tantra massage. And as I'm thumbing through the book, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. And so what, what it was is they had come in and done a case study on Tantra in her psychological class, psych, psych class, because they were helping them to try to understand. And she was majoring in female trauma victims. They wanted them to understand if someone has been victimized sexually and have been taken advantage of, that energy can still lie dormant in their system. Oh, absolutely. And you can help someone psychologically, but that energy is still there. So it's important to try to navigate and help remove that energy. And the best way to help remove that energy, which we consider emotionally blocked energy, is to love it away. Now, the foundation of Tantra is love. So everything grows, heals, and stems from love. So if you can imagine as any type of massage, you're massaging the muscle. You're causing a person to become more relaxed, more circulatory energy flowing out throughout the system. Whereas a white lotus tantra massage, you're not just massaging the body. First of all, you're massaging the spirit and you're cleaning the spirit and you're allowing the spirit to now elevate and evolve. And in Tantra, we have the saying, whereas in the world, they say mind, body and spirit. In Tantra, we say spirit, mind, body. Number one, we spirit are spirit first. first because we are a spirit. And then through touch, through meditation, whatever it is, you understand and you incorporate the spiritual energy. So in a, in a Tantra massage, you're massaging the spirit of a person. There's meditation that takes place before you actually touch a person. There's a connecting of the spirit before you actually embrace the person. So then your touch is now not a physical touch. 
It's a spiritual touch. And then you're channeling energy to guide you on how to touch, where to touch, when to touch, because that touch is now being guided spiritually. So then you're also conceptually understanding what's going on and you're helping the person to be consciously aware of everything that's happening. You want them to be present in the moment because if you're working on someone's healing of some type of traumatic situation or whatever, you want them to now take that energy in, embrace it, no matter how painful it may be. You embrace it, take nice deep breaths, and then you release it with love. And when you release it with love, there's this flowing of healing energy that takes place. And then not only does it take place, take place in your spirit, it takes place in your mind, and now your body says, I can release this trauma. I can now allow my spiritual being to be this whole person who I was intended to be. So my sessions are three to four hour sessions. There is a, a meditation ritual that takes place, a vortex energy exercise. And this person is present the whole time the or you have time. to do this work prior to their arrival? Before they come, I do do energy work. Even before you and I had this interview today, I found a photograph of you that I could see your eyes. I lock myself into the eyes of the person that either I'm working with or who I'm about to work with. So I'm now looking into the soul of that person. Because in White Lotus Tantra, it's all about connecting spiritually first. So I wanted to connect with you on a spiritual level first so that when spirits unite, it is a cosmic reunion that takes place. It's not a physical form. It's not what's happening here on Earth. It's something that's happened many moons ago, many lifetimes I, ago. I do believe that we've all met before. Absolutely. We've met before. Yeah. So this isn't quite as uh, provocative or shocking to me. It is a little woo-woo that you like found a picture of me and stared into my eyes. Oh, you want to see the picture? Oh, gosh. Uh, maybe after. Oh, you got to see uh, you it You did it through the phone? Oh, dear God. What is this picture? I am... Ter I am oh, Oh, you chose a good one. That's Absolutely. actually one of my favorite pictures. My eyes are extra wide and exactly <laughs> because I want to because the eyes are the oh windows to the God. soul, and I want to see your soul. And what does my soul look like, David? It's not about looking at the soul. Okay, it's about understanding the soul. Oh my so goodness! As I see the what soul, did you learn about my soul? We won't get into that. Oh, I okay, well, <laughs> listeners, should I give you the address? <laughs> Where I am right now, I am in his production offices <laughs> in a little town called Valley Village. <sighs> but I trust you implicitly. No, I, 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 I realize that it's true. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here if it weren't mm -hmm. safe for me. Right. That much I know. Yeah. And, and, okay. And, wow. Yes. Nice picture of me. Thank you. And, and to continue the story, um, after my girlfriend and I were thumbing through the book on Tantra. Then she expressed to me, you need to study Tantra. You're natural at it. So then I would start to find any course, anything that I could find. And of course, this is in Indianapolis, Indiana. I was about to ask, where were you? In 83, mm. 1983. So there wasn't a lot that I could find, right? But I found a lot at the library and I found a lot from the historical understandings of Tantra. So it helped me to really understand the aspect and the foundation of Tantra. Then when I started traveling internationally as Barney, I found out that there was an inter international tantric institute. There was one Where? in Australia, uh -huh. New Zealand, 
in London. And because I traveled so much, I would then tell the travel agent to extend my return flight so I could take courses. And sometimes I'd stay months, sometimes I'd stay two, three weeks, whatever, how much time I could stay, I would stay. And they would bring in some profound masters from India and Egypt and all over the world to help us understand first the meaning of Tantra and then the respect of Tantra. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that I've met here in the West, United States, Los Angeles, They've never really understood that energy of the cosmic way that Tantra is supposed to be taught. And it's, as you've said, it's the com it's commercialized, what people think they know. It's the red thing. They think sex right away. In fact, when I was looking for a, a someone to come share what this whole thing is, in my head, I kept them thinking, oh, I need someone to come talk about tantric sex, tantric sex, tantric sex, because that's what I've heard. Mm -hmm. Then I came across you and you were a white lotus Tantra specialist. Mm -hmm. And so that's why that happened. Um, not to minimize this whole thing, but when you said you would ask the travel agent, my mind just kept on like, what? A travel agent? Like you didn't just go online? Like you didn't just... <laughs> No, we had we had a back, travel agent booking in, booking our flights. I know and... that now, but it's such a foreign concept, isn't it? I mean, that's a career that's not around anymore. And if it is, it's probably just for large corporations and it's someone coordinating travel arrangements. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's see, I keep finding Fockery's places that are <laughs> here is this man telling me very profound things, and I'm thinking, huh, a travel agent? What's that? <laughs> When is the last time you met a travel agent? Um, so the whole Barney chapter is is very interesting. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but David, at some point, I would love to just have a convo just about that part of your life because mm -hmm. it's fun. It's a beloved character. Many of us grew up on or we have little cousins or little brothers, little siblings who who just knew everyone knows who Barney is, right. I think. You know, and uh, we'd love to talk about that. And I want to bring up this somewhat sore subject, which is an article that came through by yeah. Vice that made it sound as if you became this professional, I, I'm just going to use the word whore, uh, <laughs> to women that you were... I don't know. In my head, I had this visual. Are you like, what's he doing to these women to bring out the goddess? You know, but, but, but this is what I want to do. I want to keep this separate. It'll be a different um, episode. Mm -hmm. And it may become, with your permission, just one of those episodes that gets released specifically for Patreon followers, followers and sponsors and supporters who deserve something extra, who need something extra. So I think that could be fun. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank yeah. you. So listeners, Patreon and check us out and look for the whole episode on that. I would love to actually go through that article with you, David, and line by line, like refute everything that's been said. Right. Yeah. Because even when I read it, it was it was not coherent. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost as if here are a couple of let's just stick to get let's just put everything to paste everything mm -hmm. that just sounds like clickbait yes okay that's the term clickbait let's clickbait. just clickbait 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 and every line was just like but it's like i gotta tell you it made you sound so interesting right yeah and but the good news is i found you first there you go and then you pointed me to the article exactly so my heart was in the right exactly. place exactly and even in, in just a little snippet even as I read the article and became angry about it because that's not what they portrayed as what they wanted 
to talk about within my interview. And I called my attorney and I said, what can I do? Because this is slander. You know, it's, it's defamation of character. And she advised me, don't do anything. Because you recorded the conversation. They now have journalistic freedom to take whatever you said out of context to form their story. And that's exactly what they did. And then she says, trust me, what you're doing is good. So you don't even have to worry about it. And something very profound my dad told me. He said, son, what you're doing is of light. You are helping a lot of women reconnect to who they are. And anything that is of light can never be outshined by darkness. And when he told me that, I just bawled. I was like, thanks, I'm Dad. I'm going to be all right. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, yeah, more than all right, actually. Yeah. Yeah, good. So let's get back on topic here. You want to know what the Tantra massage entails? Very specifically, of course. And your your website, I believe I read something. Okay, first of all, this concept of goddess, it just sounds gorgeous. Like when you first wrote back to me, oh, listeners, FYI, David took the time and vetted me. He apparently listened to quite a few episodes of What the Fockery. He checked me out. He online stalked me, (laughs) pulled my picture to stare into my eyes. And wrote to me, and he started his his the best opening ever. And um, I'm not going to encourage men to do that, but it would make someone pause and read the rest of whatever message you send them. He started with, what did you say? Greetings, goddess. Goddess. I was like, goddess Nadej. I think that's what I'm going to start saying. He was, what's your name, goddess? Just call me goddess. Well, and that is your true birthright. There you go. And Who one, knew? Of, one of the reasons that is... And I'll try to break this down as simple as possible. You've been given the ability and the responsibility to bear life, right? God gives life. He's given you that responsibility to bear the energy that he gives through you as a human being. Now we're saying the word he because... He or she, the spiritual entity, divine entity of God. There you go. There you go. You got to be careful these days, David. You got to check yourself. All right. Check it. Break it. Okay. So the divine energy of God allows you to now incorporate life into the world to extend humanity. We would not exist without this life extension. Also, we would not exist without breath. Therefore, who gives breath? Divine energy. He allows breath to now conceive within you. Now, this beautiful being that's conceiving in you takes nine months to develop before it is now released into this world. Therefore, the nurturing, the relationship, the vitamins, the nutrients, everything that your body and your spirit is giving to this beautiful spirit that's developing inside of you has this wonderful connection. Therefore, you are now God-like in the essence that you're releasing this beautiful energy into the world. So you're not just a woman, you're a goddess. I'll take that, but what happens when the spirit that you are, that's in your womb and that's developing, chooses to no longer stay and leave. What has happened? Is that a failing? Not necessarily because, and this is another topic that we could talk to, talk about uh, in another time when it comes to premonitions that I have and then understanding from past lives, a lot of uh, knowledge that I have. 
things happen for a reason, whether good or bad, greater than we can ever imagine. Sometimes things happen to us that have already been ordained or chosen. And if you believe it or not, when we decide to come back into this physical form at this particular time, there are a lot of contracts that we sign, spiritual contracts before we were born, or the spiritual contract that said, you're not going to be born. You are now going to go inside this beautiful woman and you may be stillborn to cause this energy now to shift in her world. And she may have signed up for that also. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely a wake up call. And that's that's a whole different conversation. Yes, it is. And let's. (laughs) It's true. But I couldn't help but wonder because of, you know, it's true. It is a quite a privilege to become a mother, to be a mother. Mm -hmm. But also what happens to those who want to desperately in their body won't let them or, you know. Right. And and when I say goddess, it's not that every woman has to have a child to be a goddess. Because your anatomy, your DNA allows that. Right. And the fact that the yoni which is Sanskrit for vagina, the yoni is considered the garden of love. It's the garden of Eden. If you want to go that far, absolutely. Yes, I do. Just don't bite into that forbidden fruit. (laughs) What would that forbidden fruit be, by the way? The male balls? Pardon me. The gonads? The hanging balls? Okay. (laughs) I'm going there. No, let's not. David, you can go there because um, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna discuss we're gonna discuss the yoni. Oh, oh, okay. And oh. the healing principles of the yoni. All right, yoni, yoni, yoni. Listen, your website it describes what you do in your own words, though. What is this massage that you offer? Are okay. there several of them? Is this the one thing you mentioned? Three to four hours. Let's 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 unpack that. that okay. Bit. And I'm actually gonna sit back and listen and see if it does anything to my spirit. It already has. Okay. What? <laughs> That's why you want to sit back. Guys, I'm in Valley Village. <laughs> <laughs> do, I need, I... do I need to lock the door? Oh, no, actually, do not lock the door. Are you kidding? I need an exit strategy, y'all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Look, see, I made you sit back. No, I just Because you wanted... were cracking up. Yeah. And I, I made you... I didn't want to clap. You were going to clap. let the wind go... Yeah. In front of the mic. In the mic. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes. <laughs> that's what I did. You're air clapping. All right. I practice three different types of white lotus tantra massage. Okay. And like I explained earlier, it's not about the body that you're massaging. It's about the spirit that you're massaging and you're helping to release emotionally blocked energy. Okay. Now, some of the goddesses that I deal with have been taking advantage of sexually and there's trauma in their sexual energy sometimes it could be um just from a toxic relationship or it could be from stress or it can be from injury or having been violated exactly having been yes absolutely boundaries were crossed absolutely sure. absolutely and sometimes it could just be i want to take my sexual energy to another level I want to take my career to another level. So someone who's never had an orgasm, many women deal with that. Absolutely. and Your massage can help them absolutely. have the big O. And I get referrals to 
go see David. Go see David go to see get a David. big O. But that should be like that's a there's a slogan there. Talk to me. I'm but my great. but what I do to help that is not about a physical release. It's all part of the same it's, package. Yes. Okay. As, as a matter of fact, we in, in White Lotus Tantra, it's considered you don't even think about physical gratification. You think about spiritual elevation. And then also, we don't even call sex sex. We call it spiritual intimacy because it's all about the spirits becoming intimate together. Spirit, mind being consciously aware of everything that's taking place, and then the body's basically along for the ride. And when that happens, your body can now go into these convoluted, multiple, expanded orgasms different than what you may think an orgasm may be because it's more of a full-bodied spiritual orgasm and what that does it causes more enlightenment more clarity more oxygen to the organs you allow your communication to be clearer because again everything is the foundation of love hang on a second the massage does that or when you have the big o the massage can do that too but i'm now i'm going to break down the massage break down this massage okay so there's three different levels of massages that i give there's a level one level two level three the level one there and and when i say level one it's incorporated in all three okay level two let's just say this level two also has a yoni and g-spot massage Okay, and then there's level three, which is considered a full union session, which is also considered, as the world would say, sacred sex, what we call spiritual intimacy. I'm also a tantric daka. In other words, if sometimes the yoni has been taken advantage of, you now have to reintroduce the yoni with what it feels like for a loving lingam, which is Sanskrit for penis, to be welcomed into the yoni. And then there's a whole aspect with that we'll talk about, too, because there should never be what's considered penetration. There should only be an invitation. And when you have those different th thoughts in your mind and you understand the awareness of it, you stay present in it. And then in, in Tantra, we consider the saying, if the invitation has not been given, you're not invited to the party. Therefore, a man cannot become aroused until the energy of a woman and her yoni has now invited you to become aroused. And then it's up to the yoni to invite you in. So you never penetrate. You're always accepting the invitation. Okay. So now, the level one, I do this energy vortex exercise that takes about 20 minutes. Whereas I stand in front of you and I create this dome and through meditation and I ask you to meditate and ask you to breathe and I ask God's to, God to invoke the presence of that divine energy to flow, to flow through my hand like a funnel and then allowing that energy to start at the crown chakra, the top of your head and flow all the way down to the soles of your feet. And as I do that, I then embrace your back going down and going down and then going down to your glutes right right where your kundalini and root chakra is and then i stand in front of you and i shower this energy down like a waterfall down to your feet when i place my hands on top of your feet then i take my crown chakra which is my spiritual energy chakra and i place that between your legs on the yoni so now what i'm saying is i honor the presence of your garden of love with my spiritual enlightening chakra now allowing my loving energy to flow through you as i place my hands on your feet 
which are your grounding foundation to Mother Earth. And then I meditate and then I chant as I place my head on top of your yoni and then just and what that does, it sends that energy up through you, a loving, divine energy. And you now take hold of that energy and say, that's my energy that's rising. And it allows you to feel this essence flowing through you, right? So I do that once to the front of you. Then I go to your left side because our body has a negative to positive polarity. We pull in energy from the left. So we want to clean the energy on the left first. Then I go behind you. And as I'm behind you, I then embrace the front of you going down, going down. And right in front of your yoni, I create this triangle, right? Divine energy flowing through spirit, mind, body flowing through the yoni and then you allow that energy to just as a energy vortex because i also practice qigong and jigong energy you now incorporate the energy flow from mother earth to navigate as you pull that energy up and the healing properties the electromagnetic magnetic fields of mother earth are very healing so you want to pull in and meditate as you pull that energy up and then you go down again, and I place my hands on the top of your feet. And now I take my crown and place it up on your butt. Same thing. And allow that energy to flow. Then I go to the right, and then I come back to the front. The first time we do this, we're totally dressed. The second time we do it a second time, we're both totally nude. Is this still part of the same session this is the first like you don't go home and come back no this is the beginning of the session this is still level one yes wow so level you start dressed and then second half is your the second time you do naked. it again you're both naked now you do that because and if and i always have a consultation before i do a session with anyone and if they're not ready for that then i say you're you're not ready to work with me because it's important that you be open enough ready enough to receive the energy flow Okay, because if there's any type of restriction, it's not going to work. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So the reason you are reason now both nude, because we're now saying to the divine, we come before you like we came into this world without any inhibitions, without any restrictions, nude, naked, naked in spirit, naked in mind, naked in body. Now we want you to infuse your energy and bind us together so that we are in perfect harmony with each other as the practitioner and the receiver. So that as now, as the giver, I can now understand how the receiver is supposed to receive and as a receiver you're now understanding how the giver is going to give so that we're in harmony with each other and we're on the same page because it's never about violation it's about understanding the harmony so when that harmony takes place then our energies weave together like this so then a trust factor takes place and when you have trust you're able to open up you're able to be more vulnerable and then you're able to release. The more you're able to release emotionally blocked energy, the more healing takes place. So do the same exercise again. And then after that, there's a bathing ceremony. Now in ancient times, goddesses were bathed by their servants and their lovers. They were bathed out of honor and respect. 
just like you bathe a newborn baby. You're not bathing the person to allow them to become aroused or because we're about to have sex. It's, it's an, symbolic. It's symbolic and it's honoring the goddess energy. So if you can imagine as you're lit uh, sitting, I was going to say lying, as you're sitting or lying in a tub and you're just relaxed and you're feeling this energy flow within you. Now, for a long time, and I was trained also, as you do the bathing ceremony, you're outside the tub, right? And you're just kneeling over the tub bathing. But one night it came to me in a vision, place my leg in the tub. Because I'm so grounded and I'm always meditating on energy flowing in me. And when I receive this, this vision of placing my leg in the tub, what that does is now a cause lectric electrical energy to flow within the water almost like if you can imagine uh, electricity being in the water so that energy now is activating you even greater in allowing that energy to rise in a very beautiful way i was giving a, a bath to a goddess at one point and she, she had to jump out of the tub she's like oh my gosh it's too strong it's beautiful but it's just too strong which is amazing amazing i'd like to talk to one of your goddesses Absolutely. you think you have you have a goddess who'd be willing to come on the podcast not Absolutely. talk to her personally to come share the experience what it's like on their end to have received divine healing from you or absolutely yeah you absolutely, can you yeah. think you can as find a matter of fact with the vice article i gave them three goddesses to speak with mm-hmm oh they didn't yeah they didn't mention them mm, well they mentioned one 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 yeah yeah I think, yeah that's right and and the, and the goddesses that i gave them one has never had a full session uh and two have had a full session but of course they only talked about the full session right okay so and of course that's... the reporter had a session oh because i said you cannot do the article unless you and she kept her bikini on everything was great yeah so wow interesting exactly interesting anyway so as i uh, continue listeners i did not have a session but go on no she did not have a session nadege august did not have a session her <laughs> yoni is still intact okay as she plays with her hair <laughs> okay going level two what happens so, now so we're not done with the level one oh, yet there's more to level one y'all so then after the bathing ceremony then there's chakra balancing so i have certain music that plays that your different chakras resonates to the frequency of that music and it causes like a charge to take place when i do the chakra balancing i place my left hand on your heart Again, pulling in the energy from the left. And I start at your lower region chakra, starting at the root chakra with my right hand. Now, again, I practice Qigong energy. So therefore, I'm not just placing hands. I'm pulling up loving energy and divine healing energy from the earth as I touch you, right? So I'm now allowing this energy to flow through my fingers through and connect the chakra. You start at the root chakra. Then you come up to the sacral chakra. You go to the solar plexus. The heart chakra, when I get to the heart chakra, I place my right hand on top of my left hand and now allowing that energy to flow through and come back. And then as I go up to the intellect chakras, I now switch hands. So as you're below, you're now sending loving energy to those chakra regions. As you go above the heart, you're now communicating to the chakra because these are our intellect chakras. Our throat chakra, you're now telling your heart, I love you, I appreciate it, I understand you. You're devoted to what you're doing keep doing what you're doing then you go to the third eye chakra and saying that as i see and i allow my psychic vision to become more clear and as i now am able to see through the veil 
I honor as I know that you are allowing me to see everything through love, feel everything through love. Then you go to the the crown chakra, which is your spiritual enlightening chakra, and you're now pulling in energy from above saying, God, allow your divine loving energy to flow within my heart. As my heart regulates and circulates energy throughout my system, allow that energy to be filled with your divine energy, your loving energy, your sacred energy, so that any and everything that I do is not about me, but as it's of your energy. Because then it's all about connecting that energy to source energy. So after the chakra balancing, then I do a ceremonial crown chakra to the root chakra. Now, as you're lying there and I have my Tibetan bowls that's playing music and waterfall, I then meditate and I place my crown chakra up on your root chakra, basically between your legs, if you want to put it that way. Now, is your crown chakra in contact with those body parts? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so as I'm now meditating, sending energy up, sending energy up. My God, I'm looking at your skull. I'm like, that skull must have seen quite a few yonis. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. See, I am funny. As a matter of fact, I did a, um, a temporary uh, makeshift session with a goddess um, the other week. Last week, as a matter of fact. And she wasn't ready for a session, right? And I just want, she asked if I could just experience just a little. I said, okay, I'll do the energy of the crown to the yoni uh, root chakra exercise. And of course she kept her pants on. And so as I placed my head up on the region and meditated and started meditating and I can feel the energy that's taking place. And I could just feel her starting to have these orgasms and more and more and more. And then we and did it for about an hour. And after I finished, she's like, oh my God, I've never had an orgasm with someone's head between my legs before. She's like, and I had I, probably about 18. And then she told me, she's like, I'm gonna change your name. You're, you're now not known as the Tantra man. You're known as the headmaster. <laughs> The headmaster. And we laughed for about two minutes. And, and that's kind of literal. And then she just released. And it was so amazing. Wow. So amazing. So, so you pretty much gave away everything that you do during your sessions here. Is, is that everything. cool? Not everything. Oh, there's more. That there's more. You're going to keep to yourself. There's more. So after this the- This is still level one? Still level one. I'm exhausted. It's three to four hours. <laughs> oh my God. Of total bliss. So then after the chakra balancing and the ritual crown to root, then you start the massage. You're lying on your stomach. I start with the left foot, left leg. That's when the actual massage starts. Exactly. Amen. Now, that's when the touch of the massage starts. But the massage started from the very beginning you walked into the door. So now it's all about everything is now in line your chakras are in line, your yoni and everything else is feeling beautiful. You're now feeling and trusting and spiritually guided with everything that's happening right now. And you're totally present so that when I start the massage, now everything is connected. When I start with your toes, you're able to feel that in your left hand. You're able to feel that in your heart. You're able to feel that in your throat chakra. And then I continue to move that energy up. So then... 
I almost use what I call radar vision. And I'm able to see any type of emotionally blocked energy in a person's system. And then I can help move that energy up. And of course, through massage, you're causing more circulation to happen within the muscle. Well, instead of more circulation, I'm asking the spirit to circulate your loving energy through this person's being so that you're able to now remove that emotionally blocked energy. Allow this person to become more in touch with who they are as a goddess, more aware of this temple and how precious and sacred this temple is so that then you allow your spirit to elevate. And then throughout the massage, I will have you repeat certain things after me. I'm a beautiful goddess. I am sacred and pure. I'm filled with God's divine energy. I am filled with God's loving energy. I am filled with God's sacred energy. I am a beautiful goddess. I am sacred and pure. I own my goddess power. I own my goddess energy. I own my goddess sacred space. And as you're saying that, and I have you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, your spirit just takes over. And there's just this flushing of emotions sometimes that will just rise. Sometimes goddesses will cry uncontrollably. Sometimes they they'll will laugh, laugh uncontrollably. And sometimes the body just goes into this convulsion uncontrollably. But whatever it is, it's important to know that you're in a safe space and you're able to release. And no matter what the situation is, when you're finished, you will feel more whole about who you are. Well. So then the level two is all of that. And then there's a yoni and G-spot massage. Now, yoni is Sanskrit for vagina. And a lot of times women have never just had their yoni massaged. And if someone's not comfortable with that, then I say, okay, you're not ready for a level two. Because a level two, you have to feel comfortable enough. And sometimes a goddess will say, well, let's just see during the massage if I feel comfortable enough with it. And of course, communication is very important. And consensual communication is very important. Again, we both have to be in harmony with each other. It's not about trying to take advantage of. It's not about selling you it's like hey you need a level two i know you need a level two it's no you decide what you feel and then the spirit will let me know if she's ready for it or not because if someone says okay i'm ready i'm like spirit hasn't revealed that to me yet you're not ready maybe the next session you're ready because again you don't want the confusion to take place of physical gratification you want it to always be spiritual elevation and if someone's coming to me looking for a physical release, I'm not the person. That's not what I that's not my contract. Well vice made it sound as if that's what you come exactly come to David for that. So level three. So level three incorporates all of that Yoni massage, G spot massage. And I didn't get to the G spot massage. In the G spot massage, I also help you to ejaculate and allow that energy that sacred goddess nectar to flow out. And if you can imagine the shore line and the waves going out of the shore and coming back. So all all female bodies can ejaculate. Exactly. It's not just a male exactly. potential. Exactly. And what happens is you build up fluid at the urethra glands as blood starts to engorge around your urethra glands and you build up the fluid, kind of like perspiration in our, in our cells. And then you now can release that energy. Now, any woman can ejaculate or squirt, as you call it. But in White Lotus Tantra, we teach you how to release that energy in a very loving way. And it's not about a physical. 
It's a battle of spiritual. So as you release that, it's almost like you give birth and new life to your existence. So the energy flows out and then love showers you back in and it goes and it's such a beautiful thing. So then in the level three is a full union session where is what happens is the yoni invites the lingam inside. And the lingam is the penis. Right. Now, in Tantra, we're taught that before anything physical happens, it has to be spiritual. And even when the lingam is invited into the yoni, you don't move. You look at each other. You look into each other's eyes. You look into each other's soul. You connect on a spiritual level. And then you work your Kegel muscles or Kegel, depending on how you like to pronounce it. And you allow that energy now to fluctuate in your system as that energy starts to move. And the energy starts to move. You are stout, you're still now connecting on a spiritual level. So now you're fusing that energy together in harmony. And a lot of times, if someone's been taken advantage of sexually, you're now introducing the yoni to what it's supposed to feel like when it's being honored, when it's being reverenced. And who's lingam? Is it yours? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. It's the lingam that I pull off the wall. No. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I, I got a drawer full, just so you know. Um, or does someone ever have a partner that wants to be the lingam that gets introduced there or no? That's, yeah. But here's the deal, though. You can't coach the... I've tried coaching before, um, but because I have trained and I understand the technique... And then also there's certain energy that you want to release through the, the lingam. And, and, and like the Vice article says, oh, he doesn't use condoms. Well, authentic tantric practice, you understand that there should be no blockage. And you understand, first of all, that the energy that you create through the lingam and the training of the lingam, it's almost like you create this energy of love and light. And so as the yoni is considered the garden of love, the lingam is considered the magical wand of light. So you're now allowing light to go through the darkness of the yoni and expand that energy. So you're asking God to allow this energy to flow through you, through the lingam. So even as you're not moving, you're now radiating that energy. And orgasms have happened without any type of physical movement. And then when you're ready, then you move and you move in a very loving, harmonious, sacred way to allow the yoni now to feel what it's supposed to feel like when it receives the energy from a male, that masculine energy. Amazing. Now, were you doing practicing? Oh, no, you started after you were married. Okay. After you were divorced, I should say. As a business. I was going to yes. ask, you know, yes. what did your former wife um, get to experience some yoni joy? Yes. But, um, and, and not to put her on the spot, there were some issues that she was dealing with sexually. Um, and she really wasn't comfortable exploring those issues. And the fact that... Um, She was Catholic, uh, from an island, I won't say. <laughs> she was repressed. And that's that's what yeah, happens. Yeah, and then yeah. there's um a lot of superstition that takes place. 
And she used to have dreams that she was pregnant and the baby was either handicapped or retarded or some type of medical, mental, mental deficiency. And because of that, she decided that she didn't want to have sex anymore. And I remember her saying to me, and you're not going to practice that Tantra voodoo shit on me either. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and, and so I did this uh, in acting class once. I did this whole monologue on how I would just focus and meditate. And of course, for layman's terms, I called it staring at the pussy. <laughs> and I did this whole monologue. And this episode is going to have to be like triple X rated explicit, explicitly. How many yonis have you cured? I'd have to look at my consent forms. But Do you again, have at least a hundred under your belt? Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I started. How many level threes? Uh, I would say 50%. 50%. Because not everyone goes all the way. No. Or not will I allow everyone to go all the way. Because, again, if you're not emotionally and spiritually ready for it, then it could be more hurtful than it is helpful. Because the last thing that you want to do is cause someone to become dependent or codependent on that. Because in layman's terms, it's, it's basically sex on steroids. Because... It's very spiritual. It's very intense. It's very emotional. I feel like I should have called this spiritual sex, uh, this, <laughs> this, this episode. <laughs> but listen, for a someone who's in male form and feels more in touch uh, with his f feminine energy, mm -hmm. also known as perhaps uh, someone who prefers someone of the same sex, mm -hmm. Is this something they can they do too or can be done? Are they goddesses? Is that different? That's a whole different thing. Isn't it, it? That's a whole different thing, and that is something that I am not knowledgeable on. Um, but you think there is that? I can't say. I couldn't say yes know. or no because what I've been taught and what we understand is the masculine, feminine energy, the male, female energy of the universe. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong with same-sex um, intimacy. And I would say this, though, whoever you're with, honor that person's energy. What, no matter what it is. No matter what it is. And even in a male-female intimacy level, the male is supposed to focus his whole entire energy on the female. Everything on the female, never upon himself. He's the giver. Exactly. And because of that, when you look at any type of plant or gardening, we plant the seed and now we nurture the land. We nurture you. So the more we focus on your energy, your natural ability is to spring forth good fruit that we may all enjoy. So if I focus my whole entire energy on you, because of the who who you are and your natural being, your natural instinct is going, going to be, how can I now love you? I have an interesting question for you, David. And I think that'll be like what wraps us, wraps us up. Are we built for monogamy? Mm -hmm. My viewpoint is, and from my teachings of tantric principles we love and we love all and not to say that monogamy is not something that you can incorporate i know it's hard for me to be monogamous 
And to be totally honest with you, my freedom is more free when I'm able to just be me. When I was married, it was like I was living in someone else's box, someone else's rules. And one of the reasons I did get married was to have children, which I don't have. And also because of being Barney at the time and also going through uh, the practice of becoming an ordained minister too. Uh, And I felt, okay, now I have to be in this box, societal box. When I was single before marriage, I was free. I loved who I was. I loved everything about me. When I was married, it was like I was being closed. Once I got divorced and I was free again and I dove back into my tantric studies. Now at the age of 40, I had this new profound effect on who I was because my thing was about getting peace and harmony back in my life. And when I really started studying that at the age of 40, whereas before I studied 19, 20, 27, 28, now a whole different mindset of all the things that I've been through. And that's when the spirit spoke to me. There are other goddesses out there that could use you. Okay, so... Are you, I said, I I remember, I'm sorry, I said the other question would have been the last one, but no. Are you able to separate your relationships, your own intimacy with another woman, with a woman, with another human being, with the work that you do? Absolutely. Absolutely. And on top of the work that you do, one partner is not enough. Well, I myself am not in a relationship. If... Because, again, when I go into a session, I want to be clean. I want to be whole. I want to have my energy and my space devoted to the goddess that I'm working with. So you're technically celibate, except you do it for your as work, exactly. for your work. Exactly. But, but there are goddesses that, that we have intimate relationships with beyond, outside beyond the session. Beyond the work. Yes. Yes. I see. Mm-hmm. Wow. How do you say goodbye in Tantra and Sanskrit? Namaste. That's right. I honor the divine in you. You honor the divine in me. Listeners, namaste. Have a great day. Thank you, David. (laughs) 